leading our wives to like us and to accept our proposal. You forgot it. Now it's like it's a past tense, but I pray that we will not forget. Amen. I have, I have a few minutes here. I just want to. Uh, this message, I will not. Um, I think that one of the profoundness of this message is that I took a lot of inspiration from the Shiloh conference I watched online during the Shiloh time. So I'm just going to share with you. This was a message that was not shared with ordinary people, but it was shared with people who were believers who are workers in the vineyard. So I want to really entreat. I would like, like to see all of us sitting here for that meeting after the session. I'm trusting God that we'll finish before four, definitely. And so that we'll pack and we'll go together. Amen. So I just want to share with everybody here. Uh, let's go to John chapter 21. John 21 verse 19 to... John 21, 15 to 19. Praise the Lord. The Bible said, when they had finished eating, Jesus said to Simon Peter, Simon, son of John, do you love me more than these? Yes, Lord, he said, you know that I love you, Jesus said, feed my lamp. Again, Jesus said, Simon, son of John, do you love me? He answered, yes, Lord, you know that I love you. Jesus said, take care of my sheep. The third time he asked, he said to him, Simon, son of John, do you love me? Peter was hurt because Jesus asked him the third time. Do you love me? He said, Lord, you know all things. You know that I love you. Jesus said, feed my sheep. The Bible said in the verse number 18, it said, Verily, it said, very truly I tell you. When you were younger, you dressed yourself and went where you wanted. But when you are old, you will stretch out your hand and someone else will dress you and lead you where you do not want to go. Jesus said this to indicate the kind of death by which Peter would glorify God. Then he said to him, follow me. Amen. I want to use this text to look at the subject, get yourself involved in the ministry. Get yourself all involved in the ministry. Ministry doesn't start from the people, it starts from you. The Bible said that Jesus said, it said, take heed to thyself, then the flock. As part of the words of God and the words of the ministry, Apostle Paul also made mention of so many dynamics of this. And today I want to share with you, be part of the workforce. Amen. Be part of the world, the work, workforce. Get yourself involved in the ministry. Amen. Feeding is an act of giving food, especially to animals or babies or any living thing. Feeding means supplying something necessary as to growth or operation. It's important to feed plants with fertilizer. So you don't feed, what you feed human beings with doesn't mean you can feed plants with. So when you are feeding somebody, you have to know what is necessary 
to help their growth and their operation. If your, if your remote control is not working and you want to feed it so that it will operate properly, you don't put chicken and chips. You don't put vegetables. You put what? Battery. It enhances its efficiency. Amen. When we feed ourselves with the necessary food, it brings us to the place of realization in terms of our, our wickedness, our awareness, rebirth, understanding, and consciousness. Sometimes when you have not eaten, your body becomes so weak, you don't even realize where you are. Praise the Lord. So God wants us to feed. The next thing I told you, to sustain something, you need to feed it. In Psalm 105, verse 4, the Bible said, One generation commends your work to another. They tell of your mighty acts. What does it mean? Give me the scripture, Psalm 145, verse 4. There is a generation that is awaiting us to, handle some, to hand over certain things to them. We are waiting. The next generation is waiting for us. The Bible says the endless expectation of creation is awaiting for the manifestation of the sons of God. There are some things that are residues that my father, my mother, my parents, the generation that were behind me, my Sunday school teachers, they deposited something in me that the generation I am in is experiencing this kind of experience because those behind me handed over something wonderful to me. Praise the Lord. So our next generation is awaiting for us to hand over something so profitable and something so distinct to them. But we cannot hand something over unless we deposit it in our generation. Amen. Jesus asked Peter, he said, do you love me? I know that most of you seated here can express how much you love God. But when we look deep down into it, we will realize that your love for God hasn't got substance. Hasn't got any credibility or haven't got any kind of that which must be appreciated as love. What does it mean to love God? I'm going to share a few things with you. Number one, if you love God, then you have a lifestyle I call a God-first lifestyle. When you love God, you place God first. Your decision is not based on your future. It's based on your now giving credibility to God. That is why I like it when Joseph looked at Potiphar, who has opened her legs and her arms and all her, her, her nighty and everything was loose. And Peter, uh, Joseph could look at the physical pocketude and the beauty and the curves of Potiphar's wife and say, I am not gratifying myself now to contaminate my future. I am looking up on God. He said, I will not sin against my God and my master. Precious one, the lifestyle we live in is not just for the nows, but for the future. Praise the Lord. God becomes the pivotal point. Everything you do is based on God. If it has not got God, I will not do it. Matthew chapter 22, verse 37 to 39. Jesus said unto him, You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind. This is the first and the great commandment. And the second is like it. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. Praise the Lord. 
So when I look at your lifestyle, we want to hand over something profitable to the next generation. And that is our life. I want you to get in the work of the ministry because when we begin to behave and have a lifestyle that mirrors the lifestyle of Jesus, pivoted by the Jesus we are serving, then it means we love God. Number two, placing God above all things else, including oneself. God above all that I am. If it doesn't have God in me, I don't do it. In Luke chapter 14, verse 26, 27, it said, If any man comes after me and does not hate his father, his mother, his wife, his children, brothers and sisters, yes, his own life also, he cannot be my disciples. And whoever does not bear this cross and come after me, cannot be my disciple. When we begin to follow him, we begin to place him first. If nothing is of him, then we don't touch it. Praise the Lord. So those of you who know, I like it when the songwriter, when they were singing, he said that you make a way when the walls were surrounding us and we, our back was against the wall. That expression is, is not to denote that we, uh, you don't understand it. When you are, something is chasing you, and you are running knowing that you have a way of escape. You run forward. Therefore, you get to a point where there is no way. What you do is you turn your back to the wall. And you look right in front of your pain, your sorrow, your agony. You see it coming to you. And you didn't know where the way will come from. But by the time your back was against the wall, your back that was against the wall began to move. And there was a way. That is what the song expression is saying. You didn't know where, what help was coming from, where help was coming from, or what kind of help was coming. But you didn't know how it happened, but you saw a way in your life. I pray today that our life will be making way for the heavenly purpose in Jesus' name. The third thing is that if you love God, it is the living a kingdom advancement priority lifestyle. It is about the kingdom. It said, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. There is a kingdom principle Jesus has got in Matthew chapter 6 verse 33. It said, but seek ye first the kingdom of God and this righteousness. And these things shall be added. Precious one, we need to be heavily conscious. Kingdom minded people. It is not about the next meal we will eat or our children. But it must denote and connote with that which heaven has planned for us. In the name of Jesus. There is a plan for the future. But if we don't get involved with the consciousness and advancement of the kingdom, and every now and then we look to gratify ourselves and our pleasures, then we are disappointing God. Hallelujah. The fourth thing is that if you love him, you will also love his word. Precious one, your desire, your attitude, your craviness for the word of God. Sometimes when I sit here and I'm watching, I've been in church several times when I've seen people sleeping. I am wondering whether they know what they are missing. Thy word is the food we eat. I want you to, in Psalm 119 verse 97, it said, How, oh how love I thy law. It is my meditation all the day. Praise the Lord. It is my food. It's my daily food. I eat it. It said, how, 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 oh how. Love I thy law. Praise the Lord. How do you delight in the word of God? How do you get your grip in the word of God? Your attitude towards the word of God is that which appreciates your love for God. Praise the Lord. 
Psalm 119 verse 162. It said, I rejoice at thy word as one who finds great treasure. Praise God. That is why David went far in life. Because he delighted in the word of God. Number five. If you love God, you will love his house. Praise God. Yesterday I was here. All of us came for rehearsal. And there was one wonderful, beautiful, elegant lady among us. All she did was to pull out this flower and design it and put some nice stuff on it. I said, I'm wondering why she was doing that. She went back and positioned the curtains. I said, wow. When you come to the house of God, you begin. David was a lover of God. He told God, I want to build a, a, a temple for you. God told him, don't even try it because you have blood in your hand. I want your son to do it. And the Bible said that he said, I want Solomon to build the kingdom, the, the, the temple for me. He said, my son, I will not allow you to build it all alone. I will get all the materials for you. Get all the things you need so that when you start building it, you'll be successful. How do we build the house of God? What do we do to build the house of God? What are you doing to build it? Are you partaker of the builders of the house of God? Praise the Lord. Number six. If you love the Lord, you will have delight in keeping his commandments. Do you delight? I don't want to sin. I would like to sin, but I can't because I want to keep his commandments. Praise the Lord. I have known people many years ago. I met a lady who was looking for her documentation in this country. And, and she was ready to do whatever. And, and she did whatever. And at the end of the day, she got what she wanted. But I thought her life would be better. Little did I find out that her life would have been better without it. Praise the Lord. Yeah, some of you looking for certain jobs. You will get it and realize that it, doesn't, it, it is not all. Praise the Lord. I had a story in Nigeria when I was listening to some of uh, the preachers back there. And this man was so zealous he wanted to travel. He wanted to travel. That was all that was it. I want to go to America or UK. If they want to get a substitute, they put uh, either Italy or Canada. Praise the Lord. He wanted to travel. He encountered the grace of God through a prophetic utterance. They said, don't travel to any country. Stay in this country. He said, man of God, why? What did I do to you? If there is any country, I will be in, not this one. That one, the two. I know I am going to U.S. I'm going to Canada or U.K. Praise the Lord. They said the man of God was so blessed to tell him, I want you to go to, I've forgotten the name, in Nigeria. They said, go to that place. And I want you, this, that is where your miracle will come from. That guy was sitting there. He went there the first time. The first time he went there, nothing happened. He sent the message to the man of God. He said, man of God, I've been there. Oh, nothing they happen. Nothing is happening. I've been there. You have disappointed me big time. He said, don't worry. Stay there. The man of God even got too frustrated. He didn't even start. He stopped replying to that test message. Because sometimes when God speaks, it is not the man of God who actualizes it. It is the God who spoke through him. He went there, nothing happened. So he went to one play restaurant. He was sitting down, relaxing one of the time, and he has given up. I think one of the other things that happened was that he was talking to a friend of his. 
And he said, that, you know that nonsense man of God. He prophesied to me. And he said, which one? And he mentioned his name. You want to hear the name? I won't mention it. He said, that one, you don't take his word for granted. Though. He doesn't eat by your pocket. He eats by the pocket of God. So he doesn't joke with his words. He said, if that be the case, I will go back again. He sat there, He went. He was sitting at the restaurant one time and he heard a white man sitting down. And he saw another person standing there talking to the friend before talking to the white man. He said, we have to, be, we have to take advantage of this man. We have to take advantage because we have to dupe him. We have to increase the price. We have to do this here. By virtue of hearing that, he went to talk to the white man. He said, whatever you want to do, don't do it with these people. Because they are ready to damage you. The white man said, really? Okay, you go. I will find out. Then he diagnosed everything through the discussion. Then he realized that they were going to dupe everything that was going to give to him. Then after the guys went away, the white man said, come, 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 come. come. What do you do for life? He said, I'm an engineer, an engineering guy. He said, Aish. and everything I came here to do, machines, everything I brought here was to venture into the engineering business in the Nigerian country. Would you want to be part of it? He said, yes. Now this man is flying everywhere. He phoned the man of God. He said, man of God, you are a prophet. Then the man of God said, when I spoke to you at that time, what were you thinking I was? Was I a doctor? Or a chemist. Praise the Lord. The kingdom mindedness. Keep his commandment. Praise the Lord. I want to finish early today. Seven. He said, if you love the Lord, you will love and give him cheerfully. You will love and what? And give him. Some of you, you have fronted your face to give to God. Why? Willingness to give to support the kingdom business. In First Chronicles chapter 29 verse 3. It said, moreover, because I have set my affection to the house of my God. I have, I have of my own pro- proper good. Of gold and silver. Which I have given to the house of my God. Over and above all that I have prepared for the holy house. Praise the Lord. Yesterday I was talking to some guys and we were talking and the things they said, it made me have hope for the future. That God is raising generation for our purpose. Amen. So be minded about the kingdom business. Support the work of God. Tell your neighbor, support the work of God. There are people who are abusing the kingdom finances, the kingdom resources, But that is not a deterrent to stop us from supporting the work of God. We have to put those people in place and check them and make sure that the resources of the kingdom are used rightfully. Amen. If we love God, we will also love our neighbor. In 1 John chapter 4 verse 21, it it said, And this commandment have we from him, that we, that he, who love God, love his brother also. Amen. This commandment have we from him, that he who loveth God, loveth his brother and sister. Amen. Number nine, then I'm done. Loving the things God loves. Praise the Lord. If God doesn't like sin, I hate what? Sin. 
If God doesn't like potato, I don't like potato. If God doesn't like you, I don't like you. I delight in the things God word likes. That is why Jesus said, I love my father. He said, I love my father. Therefore, I do nothing than that which I see my father doing. If you see me doing it, it means my father is also doing it. Praise the Lord. How, how many of us would love to do what God is doing? Ah. If you are cooking in the kitchen, it means God is cooking in heaven. Isn't it beautiful? John chapter 21 verse 15 to 17. It says, so when they had eaten breakfast, Jesus, our prophet, Jesus said to Peter, do you love me? more than this. There are so many things that will take your love. But you have to maintain your love towards the Father. Delighting in the things that will make you and unliking the things that will unmake you in the name of Jesus. God wants you to feed his love. I'm going to measure in this in the next 10 minutes. When we talk about feeding, it's the act of sacrificial job. Peter, I want you to feed my sheep. It is not because, God, you are doing the feeding and it is the work of God. You do it recklessly and abusedly. You must do it sincerely and sacrificially. The work of God, let me tell you something, precious one. We are living in a generation where people have put measures in place to control every radical behavior or any uncherishable behavior. They have put measures in place. One of the measures they put in place is that they can fire you from your workplace if you handle their work recklessly. But the house of God, they can't fire you like the way they will fire you at your workplace. They can imprison you in the, in, in, at your workplace. But in the house of God, they can imprison you in a way. That is why the measures they have put in place, the reason why the church is not rising up to actualize the things of God is because we call everything by grace. Today, you will rise up to act. Amen. The effectiveness of our feeding others is first based on our feeding ourselves. You can't help somebody if you don't help yourself. You're feeding somebody. That is why, I, let me use the ideology of the woman. When the mother wants to feed the baby, the baby cannot choose strong meat. What you want the baby to eat as a mother is what you, the mother, you eat. And by virtue of that, it is transferred through your body through the breast milk. Praise the Lord. Recently, I was listening to the news. In South Africa, there are certain mothers... When they become pregnant, they are intoxicated in alcohol. They are drinking alcohol so bad that before the baby comes out, the baby has got some deformity. Why? Some of us have come into the kingdom. Rather than eating the right things, we are contaminating the people who are coming through our our veins, who are coming through our, out, our, our body, who are coming through our surroundings. It is time. For us to be conscious of what we eat. Praise the Lord. Let me say this to finish it. I want to beg all of us. We have to be part of the workforce. We have to be able to come to the place to build the kingdom. I want you to know that nowadays. Thank you, Holy Father. Thank you, Jesus. In the Old Testament. In Numbers chapter 3. 2 to 8, there was a need for the church 
to have Levite. Praise the Lord. Out of the Levite, they select the priest. In our generation, we still need priests and Levite. Praise the Lord. The Bible says we are royal priesthood. A holy nation. Praise the Lord. I want you to know that we are all part of the workforce. For some of us, we got to a place. I like this song. It said our back was against the wall. The, the, the wall. Some of you, not in your finances, but in your health. Some of you, not in your health, but in your economical status. Some of you, not in your economical status, but you wouldn't have been married if God has not intervened. Some of you got married, and if it was not God, you wouldn't have children. Praise the Lord. I want you to know that we all need to rise to build the house of God. Hallelujah. How many understand what I'm talking about? We all need to be part of it. I'm finishing right now. I'm finishing. Praise the Lord. In Acts chapter 4 verse 34. Put it on the screen. Thank you, Father. Could you meet the bass guitar from here? Thank you. I didn't realize that it will go through the whole recording. Thank you, Father. Neither was there any among them that lack. For as many as as were possessors of land or houses sold them and brought them Brought the price of the things they, were, they, they had sold and laid it under the feet of the apostle. Let me tell you some secret here. The house of God cannot be built or developed, sustained by unbelievers. It can only be sustained and built by believers. I like it when in my dialect there was a song that said, they that know not their God, if they don't worship him, it is not a problem. But it becomes a problem when those of us who do know our God do not worship him. We are living in a time when there is too much counterfeit. That you can go to a church and pick one up and check whether God what is in them. And there is nothing like God in a believer. Already, the world is already laughing at us. The world is already what? Laughing at us. The world feels that we will be disappointing God. Pornography has been so common because somebody sponsored it. They have been sponsored by organizations, big organizations, sponsored it so much it is common everywhere. Because somebody paid the price for it. In the next few minutes, I want you to know that we are getting into a difficult time. Men of God are getting more frustrated. Men of God are quitting the work of the ministry. Because the responsibility of the membership is not being followed. 
I want you to know that God is counting on us to move his kingdom forward. There is nothing good that comes out good until somebody makes it good. This music you are hearing, these are men and women who have sacrificed. If you see this curtain here, somebody sacrificed. Whatever you see here, somebody sacrificed. I want to beg of you. I don't know why sometimes I sit and I feel like I'm not going to die now, but I have this sense of maybe, is it my last day? I feel the sense within me. I know I will live long because if you add one plus two, you get three. I know the Bible said that if I honor my father and mother, my days on earth will be prolonged. But I have this sense that time is not on our side. I want to beg you. The earlier we rise up to build, I want you to know that the world thinks we will fail. But we will not fail in Jesus' name. The, the picture, the picture on the screen, the picture regarding the statistics of the faith, uh, the Christian faith. Yeah. No, I sent it to you. You didn't put copy. It. All right. It is estimated in population size from 2010 to 2050 that the Muslims will be spreading faster than the, the Christian faith. Or any other belief system in the world. Muslims are going to increase by 73%. Christians, 33%. Hindus, it follows. How can the, the Christian faith used to be greater than most of the other belief, but now... Muslims are coming to 73. The whole thing is that I went to teach a boy. And when I went to teach him, he was a bit dull in his learning. But he was fervent. He was learning. There's nothing wrong. And I said, why are you so dull today? He said, today I'm doing, I'm doing Ramadan. Or what, no, it's Ramadan. Or I'm doing fasting. The Muslim child trains their children. Right, they begin to grow. They, they have to start praying five times a day. It's indoctrinated in them. Straight away. You start fasting straight away. You go to Mecca. You, that's just a mandatory something. They do this to let the next generation know that we need to continue it. Even as adults, we don't come for prayer meetings. Our children don't come for prayer meetings. When I was at the age of 15, I was already going for prayer meetings. I remember there was a time I was eating corn on the stick. And I heard there was a prayer meeting going on somewhere. I chucked it away. And I entered. Watch the Bible. Listen to this, please. The Bible never said train up a child the way he should go. Alone. He said when he grow, he will not depart. Do you know there are things we are teaching our children now that are wrong? And we, they, some of our children, they've grown. And they are adult now. And the things they are doing, we are praying to change it. I'll go back. Listen, we have trained our children to eat eba. And neguzi. Eh? And now they have grown. And they are adult. And we are praying that they shouldn't eat eba and neguzi. They should eat saza. It, if God changes that act, he has violated his own word. He said, train up a child the way it should go. 
that when he grow, he will not depart from it. Now you want him to depart from what he was not trained as a child. I want you to stand on your feet. I want you to pray and say, Father, I don't want to just be saying I love you. I don't want to say that I value you in my life. And yet still, there is nothing of you that I am carrying into the next future. Freely you gave it all for us. Surrounding our love upon the cross. Great is your love. Pour out for all. This is our God. Rescued in world, this is our God. Freely you gave it all for me. Freely you gave it all for us. Surrounded our life upon that cross. Great is your love. Great is your love. I'm going to put your name there and just say to yourself, ask yourself, do I really love God? Father, we commit ourselves unto your heart. We want to work in your vineyard. We want to position ourselves properly to serve you. Father, help us to stand in the rightful place that we will bring others to stand in that place. Father, we pray today Bring us to a place of intimacy. Bring us to a place of closeness. Bring us to God. That we will take heed to ourselves. As Paul said. I pray this day, O God. That let there be a performance in our life. In Jesus' name. Amen. Look at me. We will try and do the second.